Billionaires keep getting richer. United States and other countries getting poorer. Where is all the money going? And why aliens? Why do aliens keep coming up? That's what we're going to get into today. Remember to smash the like button, comment below, subscribe to the page, hit the like button, donate if you can, share this video please, and get ready for a deep dive right here on Waking Infinity News. Welcome back to Waking Infinity News. I'm your host, Ben Stewart, and we really need to dive in quick. There's so much to cover here. I'm not going to be able to get into it all in this one news segment. So I'm going to split this up and give it to you guys throughout the week. There's so much important information here. I really hope you guys watch the entire series the entire way through. I'm going to lean on a lot of important researchers there's amazing women that are researching now, and um, I'm just going to say their names. Allison McDowell, wrenchinthegears.com, and Catherine Austin Fitz at solari.com. These are going to be two important people that I'll keep referring to as far as great researchers that are laying out exactly what's happening right now on planet Earth. There's so many stories the mainstream media will give you, and barely any of it is true. I'm sorry, I have to just say it flat out. Barely any of it is true, but... It's still good to watch it because you will hear vague things come up here and there and there will be what you call Easter eggs that will be left, little clues that you can piece together. So let's just dive right in. Let's talk about the wealth that is growing within two specific billionaires. Let's start with Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos at the beginning of 2020 started off with $110 billion. That's incredible. This entire year, as you can imagine, small businesses have been all but crushed pretty much all over the U.S., all over the world, but let's just stay here in the U.S. Because of that, so many people are using Amazon.com. Well, seems kind of convenient, but let's just take all conspiracy out of it. Let's just look at what the numbers say. He started off as a 110 billionaire, and he's made $76 billion since that point. That makes him... Uh, the owner of $186 billion, which is absolutely incredible. There are 525,949 minutes in a year. That means Jeff Bezos made, for every single minute of 2020, every single minute that passed, not a single one excluded, he made $133,093. The average household in the United States makes about, let's say if there's two earners, make about $60,000 a year. Double that, that's not even as much as Jeff Bezos made every single minute. So, quite interesting. All right, let's move on. Elon Musk of Tesla fame, he went from a paltry $27 billion, I know, like a peasant, all the way to almost as rich as Jeff Bezos this year alone. Well, 2020. We just we just popped into 2021 here. So in 2020, he went from having $27 billion to having roughly $156 billion. This is incredible. So let's go back to that exercise. Again, 525,949 minutes in a year, which means that for every single minute that passed, Elon Musk made $264,284 
every single minute. That means that if Elon truly got eight hours of sleep a night, which he says he doesn't, but let's just say every night of the week he got eight hours of sleep a night. That means by the time he went to sleep, when he woke up, he would wake up $111,378,205 richer. That's a lot of beans. Okay, so these are getting into astronomical numbers. Their income combined, or let's say their net worth combined, roughly $200 billion, is more than 139 countries' GDP. We got to start wondering, at numbers like this, it's so incredible. Let's say $25 billion could solve U.S. hunger. It's not as easy as just removing $25 billion from your account. Obviously, that would crash the stocks. But again, that whole financial thing is just a game. So let's just stay on point. $25 billion, if that could truly solve the hunger problem in the United States, these people could do that and barely notice much of a difference in their entire net worth. That kind of philanthropy could solve a huge problem. Why is it not being done? We've asked these questions in the past. Why is it not being done? I think there's something deeper beneath the surface that's being prepared for. It's not just a global agenda. I think there's something bigger, let's say more universal. Did you guys know that from, well, let's see, I have it right here. Proxima Centauri, there are radio waves that have been coming back once um, satellites were turned from aiming directly at the sun to pretty much the closest solar system to us, Proxima Centauri, and from there, radio waves are being picked up. This might just be something, a phenomena that's coming from the galaxy um, that we haven't considered yet. It could be something from Earth that's being bounced back at us. However, I have a feeling it may be blamed on some kind of extraterrestrial life that we are eventually, maybe even in 2021, going to come face to face with. That doesn't mean there are actual extraterrestrials we will come face to face with. That means that is what the public will be led to believe. Mind you, go back into Waking Infinity, um, the past catalog, and you'll see that uh, X. Um, Israeli Space Force leader is saying that aliens are real, Trump knows about it, Israel knows about it, and they're posted up on Mars just waiting for us to understand space, spaceships, and for us to calm down a little bit. And then they'll make their presence known. Okay, I believe this could be setting us up for something. Again, when Trump signed the COVID stimulus bill, that set off a 180-day clock ending in June where disclosure potentially UAP or unidentified aerial phenomena disclosure will be disclosed to Congress. And perhaps a lot of that will make its way to the public. But let's stay on point. This might be what we are being prepared for. So we have to ask, where is all this money going? Now I want to change directions and go into the amazing work of Catherine Austin Fitz. Catherine Austin Fitz is getting a lot of attention these days after Robert F. Kennedy posted an interview with her for an upcoming film called Planet Lockdown. She worked with the Bush administration in HUD and urban development, and she says at the end of 1995, the decision was made to move all the money and assets out of the country as a globalization goal. This was a goal to, in a sense, bring all assets and finances into a global 
um, control grid. And this is what's being played out right now. But this has been happening in a sense for the past 25 years, which is pretty incredible, which would mean if, if, like some people say, conspiracy theorists say that 9-11 was an inside job. Believe it if you will. Some people are saying that the 2008 and 2009 uh, housing bubble, that that was an inside job. And that was to basically start getting rid of private property. And what's happening now is getting rid of private businesses. Again, these are all conspiracy theorists uh, rambling, so you don't have to believe any of that. But let's just stay on Catherine Austin Fitz. What she's saying is... Since that time, over $50 trillion vanished out of the national books. So the national budget can't account for $50 trillion. No deep investigation, no answers, just gone. Catherine said that this group of billionaires and uh, global elite would have to, in a sense, once the money is all siphoned out of the U.S., the entire fundamental, not economic system perhaps, uh, but the governing system that uses an economic system would have to change. And COVID is the perfect excuse. So that's what she believes is happening to the planet at this very moment. Money is being siphoned out or has already been completely siphoned out of all nations uh, and all the assets and technology and scientific brilliance is all in the hands of a select few. But that still doesn't answer. Where did the $50 trillion dollars go. So if all this technology, all of these assets are now in very select private hands and all the scientific brilliance, meaning it's not just that all our money is in somebody else's hands or all the land is in somebody else's hands, but the best technology, which is and almost always is weaponized, but also the scientific understanding, understanding string theory, understanding quantum physics, quantum computing, having the people and the engineers that can build this technology and begin enhancing it more and more and more. This is where we're stepping into. So before I go too deep, Catherine Austin Fitz, she also spoke at a uh, a secret space program conference in 2015, where she's basically talking about Elon Musk says AI is going to be a super weapon someday. It's going to be a force that we can't even wrap our heads around, let alone reckon with. And she mentioned something very chilling, that these computers and this kind of intelligence could potentially open up gateways for, let's say, demonic intelligences, pan-dimensional intelligences. I believe this could also lead into why major universities like Imperial College London, which has um, DNA nudge, all this technology to use your DNA to tailor food for you specifically, and you get a tokenized nudge if you pick the right food rather than the wrong food. And people like Alison McDowell says, it only takes a couple steps from there. Now you don't get any tokens and you don't have enough for rent and not even enough tokens to basically pay any of your t utilities if you don't always pick the right food, meaning they can engineer, this is the food you will eat from now on, losing our freedom even on food. So beyond that, basically what we're talking about here is if AI could potentially open up these pan-dimensional intelligence, uh, intelligences and Imperial College London with technologies like that are also working on another side of the lab on extended state DMT. 
So people going into the DMT state where many of them are saying, I am experiencing pan-dimensional intelligences coming at me and I want to talk to them longer, but smoking DMT only gives me 15 minutes with them. I need more time in that room with these intelligences. What if this is all part of the same operation? I'm just saying what if. I'm not saying I believe that. Let's go a little bit deeper. On Catherine Austin Fiss's website, solari.com, she talks about the alien agenda. And she shared an interview from Dr. Carol Rosen, who speaks about how the alien agenda will be played as a global globalist chess move, starting with Russians, then terrorism, then asteroids, eventually aliens, and the push for a need for there to be some space-based force, like the Space Force or the Guardians, right? Are we being set up? Is that what everything that we're hearing about today with the Space Force and the Guardians and everything having to do with aliens? Are we being set up for some kind of play? Let's check out what Dr. Rosen has to say. In 1974 through 77, I met the late Dr. Werner von Braun in early 74. At that time, von Braun was dying of cancer. But he assured me that he would live a few more years in order to tell me about the game that was being played. That game being the effort to weaponize space, to control the earth from space and space itself. The strategy that Werner von Braun taught me was that first the Russians are going to be considered to be the enemy. In fact, when I met him in 74, they were the enemy, the identified enemy. We were told that they had killer satellites. We were told that they were coming to get us and control us, the dirty commies, that whole story. First, the Russians were the enemy against whom we're going to build space-based weapons. Then terrorists would be identified, and that was soon to follow. We heard a lot about terrorism. Then we were going to identify third world country crazies. We now call them nations of concern. But he said that would be the third enemy against whom we would be needing to build space-based weapons. And the next enemy was asteroids. Now, at this point, he kind of chuckled the first time he said it. Asteroids against asteroids were going to build space-based weapons. So it was funny then. And the funniest one of all was against what he called aliens, extraterrestrials. That would be the final card. And over and over and over during the four years that I knew him and was giving his speeches for him, he would bring up that last card and remember, Carol, the last card is the alien card. We're going to have to build space-based weapons against aliens. And all of it, he said, is a lie. A lie. And it's all a lie. So the question remains, where is that money? Where did that $50 trillion go? That's a lot of money. Where did it go? What is it funding? What do we not know? Why is it completely not accounted for? No investigations. People barely even talk about it. Why? How did these two billionaires that are very interested in sending satellites and tourists, very rich tourists, up into outer space? Why do these two billionaires make so much money this one year alone? Could it be a fluke? Absolutely. I have to admit that. It could be a fluke. I have to keep my mind open to the fact that even I'm biased and I'm looking for things and I have apophenia. I'm putting patterns together where there are none. I have to be open to that. However, 
I'm not here to convince you that I have it figured out. I'm simply giving you guys information so you can figure some things out for yourselves and we can come together as humanity before whatever the shitstorm truly is arrives. Okay, so why? In this time, through the, let's say, the worst global pandemic ever that seems to be on the books and symptom-wise only slightly worse than the seasonal flu, why has it come to crushing the middle class, stomping out all these small businesses, talk of a great reset, we need a brand new economy, we need reskilling, we need to roll out all this tracing and tracking technology? Does it make sense? Does the end justify the or do the means justify the end, or the ends justify the means? Do any of them make sense together? Does the pandemic mean we need all of this new technology in a brand new economy and throw out the Constitution, yada, yada, yada? Does it really mean that? Or can we do some of our own thinking? Could it possibly mean that as we look beneath the surface and we see that we, brothers, sisters, friends, neighbors, family members, are warring with each other about face masks, social distancing, race, differences, belief systems. We're becoming our own worst enemies while something else is happening around us. And for some reason, you are um, anti-life, you are anti-science, and if you don't conform to the narrative, you can be called racist, even if there's nothing that you're saying even that comes close to talking about race. You can be called a neo-Nazi, even if that makes very, very little sense. You can be slandered to high heaven. You can have your uh, platforms, if you have millions of followers, you can have it taken down overnight without so much as an email or a warning. Why? Because of a pandemic? Does that seem to add up to you guys? Why all the satellites going up in space? Why right after the initial bailout, which when you're talking about disappearing money, you're also talking about all the bailouts and money that's changing hands. What was it, $10 million or $20 million to uh, gender studies for Pakistan? Interesting things that we could use that money here in the United States, yet it's going elsewhere to count uh, amberjack fish to combat Asian carp. Why are we worried about Asian carp and amberjack fish and, and millions of dollars towards counting down trees when we have a pandemic and our middle class is being stomped out? Because the story does not add up. We need to stand up. We need to remember where we come from. We need to realize that the blockchain technology that all of us are being forced into, that all the women, the empowering women from the World Economic Forum, is basically to start gathering more data from women and get them onto blockchain technology. And the blockchain technology is a carry-on from maritime admiralty law. If you don't know what that means, go back and watch my old film, Ungrip. For now, it's still on YouTube. But I guess what I'm saying is there's something that does not add up and the agenda should be quite clear to everybody here. So, I want to know what you guys think. Leave your comments below. Make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, share it out, but please 
spread the word. That's the main thing about this is we need people to start waking up to this in a very clear, calm, level-headed way. I'm trying to bring this to you without being emotionally charged too much. Uh, it's a little difficult sometimes because really what we're talking about is the end game. If you've ever, ever, ever thought that we live in a tilted playing field or that something is rigged, it is never going to be more clear than it is right now. And we really do need all hands on deck. So I believe that the solutions are we need to keep reminding ourselves in the midst of this grand transhuman and biosynthetic agenda, because that's what it is. We are being turned into data as capital and we're being securitized and bet on by Goldman Sachs. And the data is being harvested by Alphabet and Google. And these are things that they won't even deny. If you actually trace it and track it through the great work of Allison McDowell at wrenchinthegears.com, all of the source documents are there for you to see. So the solutions are we need to remind ourselves what it is to be human. Because it can't be that a bunch of Americans have guns and that's the only thing that is keeping us from already being enslaved. That's, that just doesn't make enough sense. There has to be an X factor that we own and hasn't been harvested from us yet. And they haven't figured out to harvest it, how to harvest it yet. And maybe the internet of bodies is it. And we haven't figured out that we own the solution. It is part of our very makeup. So if you're not reminding yourself how to be human, you need to remember back to what we did evolutionarily. We sang, we danced, we got together in groups. That's hard to do these days, I know. But you can figure things out. You can do the best that you can do, at least. Remember, move your body, get some sunlight, touch the natural earth, hug, kiss, make love. Obviously, I'm not telling you to disobey COVID or um, government social distancing, lockdown, quarantine guidelines, none of that. What I am saying is well within the law. And remember that what sometimes is legal is not always moral. So you need to make your choice, but make love with one another. And don't, in, unless you really need to, don't worry about putting up, you know, dental dams and condoms and latex and glory holes between you and your lover. The contact with others is meant to be made. I had another episode earlier about the importance of physical touch and intimacy. And I'm not saying any of this to be funny. I really, really, really hope you share this video. And I'm going to be doing more of these videos throughout the week because there's so much information. I'm literally standing on the shoulders of incredible priestesses that I would call Allison McDowell, Catherine Austin Fitz, and there's many others that I will name as I'm going through all of this. But I want you guys to remember the power is still in our hands. If you can look around and you see any of your freedoms still in your hands, that means there's a reason why that last checkmate move has not been made yet. So please do your meditation, do your breath work, connect with your local community, start learning a little bit more about your data and data security. And I love y'all. I'll catch you guys next time on Waking Infinity News.